Couch Guys Sports Loose Chase Podcast, episode number 47. No guest this week. Hoping to get a guest on next week. No Lauren this week. Supposed to have another installment of Lauren's DMs. Lauren uh, kind of became bitchy and got the flu, but no bitch. As always, she gets nice and sick. Yeah, she always classic Lauren getting nice and sick when we have a big show to take care of. Yeah. Classic. Seriously. We're talking about Lauren. Lauren is sick literally almost every day of the week. Lauren like, absolutely dropping the ball. She might as well be the flu. Like, she might actually be the one getting everybody else sick. Just run around the city. She works in Newton, I believe. Just go get everybody sick. Yeah, and honestly, like, she's supposed to be this big health nut. What is she doing? She's She must be mauling her immune system. Yeah, mauling, mushing on the couch right now, just under blankets, going, help. Okay, well, you know what? Stop being sick, Lauren. Okay, okay, boys, we can't do the show. Lauren, be a damn professional. Be Suck a, it up. Be a damn professional. We're just kidding, Lauren. We love you. Upset that we're not. I think. I think I'm more upset that we're not getting Lauren's DMs this week because we've been accumulating two weeks of badass DMs. But whatever. I guess we're gonna have to get three weeks of DMs. So, kicking off the show this week, per usual, weekly dump, the headlines of the week, and. I got to say, though, this show, first week without football. This it's is okay. Tough. It's this okay. Is, this is tough. Because the last time we had football, the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. So, like, it's okay. Yeah, well, last fall, I mean, uh, last, last what, July, I remember coming on the show and be like, damn, what, are we, what the hell are we going to talk about? And speaking of which, February 4th, I forgot to mention this. Damn it. I got a notification February 4th, or was it 9th? That this show is now a year old. We Wait, officially really? Had, yeah. This oh, show shit. Is, this show is officially a year old. Forgot to celebrate the other day. I think it was February 4th. It popped up in my memories, and I totally forgot to send it to you guys. But back in the day when it was Jared, the producer, now we got now we got big boy Patty Pat helping us out, crushing the producing game. We when, had Ross. When Ross existed? Yeah, right? Ross R.I.P. He's still, he's still, he's still active on our Twitter. Still like Ross, the hell we out you. of our team. Ross, we love you, buddy. We love you. Yeah, we do, but I mean, hell, the guy had to go start a career. Okay. So, weekly dump. First, LeVar Ball says that he wants all three kids to play for the Lakers. Not a show if we're not talking about LeVar Ball. But if they don't get drafted there, he says Lonzo will not resign, and Lonzo will sign with another team with his brothers. So, first off, LeVar, how are you going to guarantee that there's another team out there who will sign all three of you because whatever team does that is asking for an implosion. They're idiots. Like, I don't get... You know my feelings towards LeVar Ball. You know I'm a big I... LeVar guy. Yeah, I know you are, but this you, you can't agree with this. You can't agree no, with this. absolutely not. This is ridiculous. This is, this is, this is so stupid. No NBA team's going to go, you know what? I'll take all the ball, brothers. They're not even that good. The best one is... What's, what's the younger dude's name? LaMelo's the best guy, the best one by far. Yeah, and are there even questions that I mean? Are is there is even like written in stone that Leangelo is going to get drafted? No, God no. But especially by the Lakers, the Lakers already seem sick of him. No, I think they want to. I think they should trade Lonzo Ball. And Stephen A. said this earlier, and I completely agree with it. And I didn't even think of it. Just trade. Be over it. I know it, it might look bad in the beginning. You might think, oh, we're giving up on Lonzo Ball. No, you're not giving up on Lonzo Ball. You're being rid of his father. You're being rid of the headache that is him. And now you're, it's one less guy you have to worry about paying long-term when you do bring LeBron James and Paul George in next year. 
And do you, but do you know the media circus it's going to be if LeBron James and LeVar Ball are part of the same organization? Yeah, another because, reason why because they should trade Ball. Another reason why to trade him. Who's going to take on – because you're not just taking – and this is why LeVar – listen, big LeVar guy, big LeVar guy. But, I don't know why. But what team is going to take that on? The Lakers were already dumb enough to do it. I was petrified last year that the Celtics were going to do it, but no way. they nah, took Dan, Danny's not that dumb. Well, I was worried about it because because he's a maniac. He's a maniac, and the Lakers fell for it. The Lakers nibbled. The Lakers nibbled on the on the bait and took a, a circus act. Lavar Ball's a circus act. All right. Uh, oh, I want to talk about that one last. Remind me to go back to that. If I start skipping late in, at the end of the dump, let me know to go back. Yesterday, it was reported that Esteban Louisa was. I want to say it's Louisa. 14-year MLB veteran busted with 44 pounds of cocaine and heroin. 44 pounds. A couple pounds is a lot. 44 pounds. What do you even do with 44 pounds? Dude, he had to be selling it, which I don't know what he did with his money. That he. It's even a lot to be selling, though. Like, that's aggressive. He was in baseball for 14 years. The guy made bank. The guy had some money. He must have blown it all. He had to. It's got to it's be gone. He probably blew it all on drugs and tried to resell it. He, he's got to be gone. There's no way he has his money still. Unbelievable. That's that like reminds me of when there's an arrest and they say like a hundred pounds of weed. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, this guy got busted with a hundred pounds of weed. I'm like, that's a fucking ton of weed. And they say it so casually. They're like, yeah, he busted with a hundred pounds. Excuse me. It's a hundred like, pounds of pot. I feel like that's like my bedroom filled of weed. That's a ton. It's a lot of 44 pounds is a lot of cocaine and heroin too. So it's right there with it. Uh, in my opinion, the most disrespectful move ever to be orchestrated in any sport, Steve Kerr had the Warriors coach themselves last night against. I thought the that was, no, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And they won by 44, right? It's so the NBA. Yeah, they, they fucking smoked them. 44 points. The players, and I mean, it just everybody it always. Draymond says, Green. He, Draymond Green was like drawing up plays in the huddle, and Durant looked at him and said something. And Draymond Green looks up and goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> everybody says it like out of the four sports, the four major leagues. I mean, the four major sports. The NBA coach is the most useless. I mean, it just kind of showed it. And like, in, 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 in like, I kind of get that, and I kind of don't. Because I think a coach like Brad Stevens and Greg Popovich, I think they're legit. But I think for the majority, like, it just shows it. Like, like the Warriors are still going to win basketball games without Steve Kerr. Well, uncor- well eh, I mean, they didn't win with Mark Jackson. And in the year after, they got Steve Kerr in the same roster, and they won. So, I will say there is some catering towards coaching. Now, Am I coming around Eric Spolster? Absolutely not. I still don't like him as a coach, but like that situation, I think, you know, either Mark Jackson was that bad or Steve Kerr actually has an influence, but either way, players coaching themselves is fantastic. Keep it up. Keep going. Most, most cocky move in NBA history. And of all uh, players, it's Raymond Green. Like, yeah, right. If, if you're going to choose somebody to coach your team, don't, don't let it be Draymond. Pick somebody else. Pick a guy who seems mature. Pick a guy like Steph. I feel like Steph. I feel like Steph would. Steph probably will be a coach one day. He seems like a guy who would be a coach. Uh, next offensive lineman, Philadelphia Eagles, Lane Johnson on Barstool Sports. Pardon my take. Said he's coming after the Patriots after they've already won the Super Bowl. Let's relax, dude. Stop. He said. I just think that the Patriot way, this is a long quote, by the way. I got a lot of quotes going on here. I just think that the Patriot way is a fear-based organization. Obviously, do they win? Hell yes, they win. They've won for a long time. Do I think people enjoy and can say I had a lot of fun playing there? No, I don't. 
that's just the God's honest truth. They're successful, but when they go to interviews, they act like fucking robots. He said the F word. We can be cordial for a bit. You only get to do this job one time, so let's have fun while we're doing it. Not to be reckless, but I'd much rather have fun and win a Super Bowl than be miserable and win five Super Bowls. Okay, all right, Lane Johnson. So you'd rather have fun and be a loser, you loser, than be not even miserable. Like, that's the thing. Like, LeGarrette Blunt, some guy who has been known to to dislike coaches and organizations, loved yep. being with the Patriots. Love, loves he still loves Tom Brady. He loves Tom Brady. Yeah. Loves so, okay. How about you go talk to your running back who helped you win that Super Bowl, you ass clown? And, and then one Bruce- of your defensive linemen. Yeah, exactly. And then Brewski with the classic. Bravo. Bravo. Teddy Brewski, one of the best Patriots of all time, if not the prototypical New England Patriot, said, I had a, said this in response to Lane Johnson. I had a lot of fun. There were so many times that we would speak out in meetings and the entire meeting would erupt in laughter. We're playing must. We're playing music. I wrote that wrong. On the team plane, we had so much fun. I'll then... I'll tell you what, coming from a guy that failed going back-to-back once and then succeeded going back-to-back once, it takes a lot more than, and then here it comes with the roast. Planned end zone celebrations, dog masks, trick plays to go back-to-back. So if you think, Lane Johnson, it's going to be all fun to all fun to win another championship next year, you got it thinking it's going to uh, all wrong. You got it all wrong. It takes serious men. It takes serious conversations. It takes serious practices. Goal setting, all of that stuff. So he's going to see how hard it is. Teddy Bruschi just bent you over, Lane Johnson. Go have a conversation with him. And that's what I love. I would love to have, like, Teddy Bruschi and Lane Johnson sit across the table from one another and have this debate. Because Teddy Bruschi would roll him over. Would roll yeah, him. No, that's the thing. It's like people think, oh, we beat the Patriots. We got them. I think you'd take five Super Bowls or even three, whatever team section of the dynasty that you're in. Like, you would take multiple rings with a little bit more structure than being associated with the trash that is the Philadelphia Eagles fan base. Like, I I understand that most locker rooms are a lot looser than the Patriots, if not all of them. There's a reason why— Probably all of them. Probably (laughs) all of them. There's a reason why there hasn't been turnover, and it's been 18 years of just sheer dominance. It's When was the last time they weren't in the AFC Championship game? Like, 12 years ago, 11 years ago? I want to say 2009, 2010. Around there. So that's it. That's it. When was the last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl? When the Patriots smoked them. So, like, it's the way it works. You have to deal with it. You're going to sacrifice a little bit of fun to be successful. And I can't wait for the Eagles to not even get to the NFC Championship game next year. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and, like, does he forget that this is his job? Yeah. Like, this is his job. Like, we oh, we want to have a good time. Yeah, I wish my job was all fun and games, too. But it's not. It's all parks and rec work, baby. I was staring at spreadsheets all day. I like my job. I have a good time at my job. But it's a professional thing. You are a professional football player. You are a worker, you jamoke, you hack. Enjoy not even making it hot take, not even getting back to the NFC Championship next year. We got people saying this is the next dynasty. Let's slow down. Let's slow down. Let's see when Carson Wentz starts taking major uh, pay cuts. So... The rest of his team can be good because he ain't no Tom Brady. I love Carson Wentz, but he ain't no Tom Brady. Well, look at what happens. Carson Wentz is going to look at what Jimmy Garoppolo just got paid and go, oh, I want that. That's my, I got, I, 
I'm better than that. I deserve that money, and Carson Wentz does deserve that money. But Tom Brady deserves all the money in the world, and he hasn't taken it. He's gotten better. Now, granted, the Kraft family is taking care of him. You know that with the TB12 Institute and all that stuff. But, like, come on. There's a reason why Brady's the GOAT for a reason. He wins a lot because he's sacrificing his wallet. And now, again, he's married to Giselle. His wallet's probably still a little fat. But not the point. Everyone else, doesn't get, everyone else doesn't get it. You're Jimmy Garoppolo's age, right? How old is Jimmy Garoppolo? 26. I hope, yeah, t- a couple weeks I'll be Jimmy Garoppolo's age. What would first thing you buy with $27 million? Three houses. That's the first thing you buy? Not kidding. One every part of the every part of the country. Buy I'm, the buying middle? I'm buying a brand new motorcycle and a puppy. That Together. Really? Together. I, don't and know, a, it must, it, I got guarantee you it would be in your contract that you can't ride a motorcycle. Uh, talk to Big Ben. Yeah, and that's why it would be in your contract that you can't ride a motorcycle. Learning from the idiots in Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't Pittsburgh say you were morons. I didn't say you were a football player. Oh, I'm not a football player. No. Oh, then let's go hookers. Just, just hookers. And <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the, the yeah. Quag Scout trip to Foxwoods, part one. Oh yeah, we would immediately go to Foxwoods. Twenty-seven mil on red. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> Just... immediately uh and then last one weekly dump olympics uh 17 year olds red gerard and chloe kim winning uh the gold medals so far uh, two of the three gold medals so far for the united states team well it's not even uh, legal to vote yet in our country yep 17 years old red gerard absolute goon savage chloe, i love it chloe kim seems like you know your prototypical teenager and then I don't know who won the third. I, honestly, is this like is this not the least hyped Winter Olympics of all time? I mean, it's in Korea. I have to even think it was going to happen because it's in Korea. But like the fact, I just love Red Gerard. I love that story because if you look at that kid, he's such America. It's not even funny. Like <laughs> wakes up late. How many of us? How many of us wake up late to go? What we have to do every day. I snooze my alarm. America. Yeah, dude, loses. Their ja- for, forgets their jacket. Loses, loses their coat. coat. Wait, I'm in the middle of fucking winter. Who cares? America. Third, swears on national TV after winning the gold medal. Fuck right. America. Like, that kid is the United States in a nutshell, and he won gold at 17 years old. I love it. No, nobody's more American than Adam Rippon. Adam Rippon, the, the the gay figure skater who I love. He 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 won over America. when Because this is, like, this quote is just, this is America. So he's, he's getting ready to skate. They're talking to him uh, on TV asking him questions and they ask him how he feels. He goes, I want to throw up. I want to go over to the judges and say, can I just have a Xanax and a quick drink? America. It, it has to be, if it would be so perfect. If right after they said that on NBC sports, they put, they put that video America. Fuck. Yeah. Cause that <laughs> is <laughs> popping Xanax and a drink at the Olympics before you go on would just be prototypical America. And that would, fit you, that, would fit, that would fit the stereotype this, of this, America. I, I will say modern-day Olympics are great because of the internet. Like, the memes that yeah. come out, everything that we know about this country, like, I don't even remember what it was like to watch the Olympics before I was on Twitter. And I don't even care. It's great. It's fantastic. Because Twitter is accessible. We all know that. But it is great for situations like this when they play, when they're doing things like 24 hours behind ahead of us so we can't even watch it live for the most part yeah and you know what i kind of used to hate that though because i used to get all when i used to actually like pay attention to the olympics i used to like i used to hate 
not – I used to hate knowing the results before we watched them. The only it's, thing I care about now is the hockey games. And then – I care about the Summer Olympics because volleyball's in there and I enjoy – I'm playing coach. Summer, but summer Olympics is better. Summer's legit. And Sean White's going for his third Olympic gold medal tonight. Honestly, low-key, I thought he had more than three. I just assumed because I've known him forever. He didn't win a medal in Sochi at all. Yeah, which is wild. I just felt like – I just, I just felt like he was like oh. Michael Phelps of snowboarding. Can I tell you, though? Well, he is. He's badass. Can I tell you, though, with that run, the qualifying run? Dude from Australia comes up. throws a 96 up on the board. Out of 100, mind you, in the qualifying round. Sean White drops him casually on his first run. You know what? Screw it. Goes up and throws, like, a nearly flawless run in the qualifying round, 98.5. Like, that dude's winning gold. It's happening tonight, so we'll know when we're done recording. But, what like, time's he going on tonight? I don't know. Primetime broadcast at 8.30 to 11 or whatever, so we'll probably be at 11. Because that's the way it works. All right. Uh, you know what? Going back to the uh, drugs thing. So first topic, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel goes on uh, again. You know, part of my take, dude, part of my take is absolutely rolling with the headlines this week. And he was also on Good Morning America talking about, you know, what? It, he was the interview kind of opened my eyes to him. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, I was kind of like, damn. All right, Johnny. So. Johnny Manziel opens up Good Morning America. Uh, first off, very serious topic for him. He was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder last year. And part of my take was saying that he was self-medicating himself with alcohol for that. So, in, in, and he made it clear on the part, I listened to the part of my take podcast today. He made it clear that he isn't reliant in a way on it on on alcohol but he was just a party animal i mean that's just that's just well, all I know, and he's using he was using the alcohol to like forget about it and, and just to kind of live his life and now look if he's legit about this that's great because he's engaged now too like it's to a smoke show of course it's just the way he rolls but oh yeah I'm, and, I'm and a, he credits a lot of this to her too for helping yeah. Yeah, it's they've been together for like five months and they're engaged and he's like, I couldn't I wouldn't be okay without her. And he apparently loves her and she loves him and good for them. But like I'm I'm rooting for the guy because he'd be good for the NFL. People are like, Oh, the NFL needs more characters. Yeah. There's one right there. He would Johnny be a storyline every week. Every Sunday. And that and if he was good, somewhat decent, he'd be on my fantasy team. Because you know what? I'm all about it. I, I was all about him coming out of college. And we all knew there was something holding him back, and now we really know what it is. If he can get this figured out, I'm all for Johnny Manziel comeback. Because even if he's just half decent and can be like the next Alex Smith in the NFL, good. He's still relevant, and now we get Johnny Manziel back in the league. Hey, but that's the thing, though. Like, he's only 25. He's not yeah, that he's old. Not he's not he's got, that old. I think Johnny Manziel's got a better chance coming back in the league than RG3. I would say that, too, because I think the league's given up on RG3 because he's had multiple chances. RG3, I mean, uh, Johnny Manziel really didn't get that many chances. And now NFL teams know why. Like, that's the big thing is this is legit. Like, they were like, oh, he's a party animal. He can't stay focused. Now there's a reason. And it's a legit reason. And he's saying he's sober. He's, he's, he's admitting everything. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt until he obviously fucks up again. But, like, I don't think he will. He's going on Good Morning America. Barstool gets him first. Like, I think this is the next chapter for him, and he's pretty, he seems pretty serious about it. And in if he goes to the CFL, which which he said, or or TJ Holmes, the reporter for Good Morning America, said that he does have a Canadian Football League contract waiting for him on the table right now, which yeah. would be great for him. I think if he were able to go there and start playing, 
Whether or not he makes it back to the NFL, that'll keep him on the right track. He says that he's not drinking at all. He's done with all kinds of drugs, all kinds of alcohol, and he's just kind of trying to better himself now. But he's working himself back to becoming an NFL player. And so, what did I want to say? So one of the one of the interesting things that I the most interesting thing that I heard him say in both of the interviews was that he kind of felt slighted and he had a sense of entitlement when he got drafted 22nd in 2014. He felt like he should have been drafted higher, which he kind of resented Cleveland for. And yeah. he, I don't feel like he directly said it, but I feel like he kind of resented. I got the sense he resented Cleveland because it was Cleveland. Yeah, well, yeah. in a way. Pulled himself, so. No, exactly. But the, the part that really like kind of opened my eyes and be like, damn, so like he was actually going through some shit. He wasn't just a shithead. Was when he talked about how he wished that he didn't just get thrown into the fire right away in, in becoming a starter. He yeah. wishes that he had a veteran to sit behind. And he, he mentioned Josh McCown for the second year. Josh McCown came in and kind of showed him the ropes and kind of helped him out. In the first year, it was just him. The first year, he got shoved right into the starting role. With no with no one even teaching him as a backup. It's not even like they had yeah. someone backing him up who was a veteran. It was, you're it. There's no one here. You're not even going to know the names of the guys backing you up. So have fun and go play. It's like, that doesn't work for everybody. So exactly. So you, you know a guy ha- is having issues coming out of college. You're not going to give him that that veteran. And he said that nobody in the Cleveland organization is helping him in anyway, which is like, crazy. from the front office side either, which is, yeah, which is insane. It's insane to me because if you have a guy that, you know, coming out of college is having issues with drugs, with alcohol, a little bit of a partier, you got to get a mentor there. And it kind of yeah. seems like he had he said it in part of my take. He said that LeBron was trying to help him out because LeBron then was coming back to Cleveland and LeBron was trying to help him out, trying to give him some advice. But it was, I mean, it wasn't enough. You need that guy. You need that. Honestly, you need that father figure who's going to be there for you. Yeah, you do. And and that would have been a starting quarterback. That would have been a veteran player with that presence. And now you hope that coming back from this, he's probably going to sponsor plus his fiance. And that's going to be the figure. And now he can just figure this out, go play. I'm hoping he ends up in the CFL to get some reps in. And I, I do think he ends up in the NFL. If he can get to the CFL, there's no question in my mind. Yeah, baby. Let's go, bees. Hit that parlay. Whoa. They just got to hold on. If they hold on to this win, I just hit that parlay, motherfucker. Yeah. What was the parlay? You didn't even tell me. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm not going to jinx it now. I need them I need them to, to finish this game out the way that they're finishing this game out right now. Oh, jeez. And I'll tell you after. But yes. Yes, they're on track. Let's go. Uh, okay. Serious, back to the serious topic, though. Johnny Menzel. I hope he comes back to the NFL. I kind of fell for him first time ever because I have hated Johnny Manziel since college. Really? I've, always, I've been a fan. Yeah, we we like we you like the shitheads. I don't. You like Xander Bogarts, Marcus Smart, and okay, Johnny Manziel. Xander I don't Bogart's like any of those. Xander Bogarts is not a shithead. Marcus yeah, Smart, right. he just sucks. He just sucks. He can't Mar- hit shit. He's supposed to be a big bomber for the Red Sox, and he can't hit anything. You just got to no. throw him a breaking ball to the outside, okay. and he'll whiff. He was never supposed to be a home run hitter. Never. Yes, he was. Years. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, he was. was. To be, no, he was expected to be like. More than tw- 25 plus. Like, not even that. Like, 15 to 20 yeah. homers. No way. That, no yes. way. 
That's no, what it was you, not. With Xander Bogarts, that's what you have to be happy with. It's like a Derek Jeter career. Yeah, now. No, back then. Jeter never hit 25, 30 home runs. Yeah, nobody wanted him to be Jeter. There, the, the kid was supposedly here with power, and he just hasn't shown up. Okay, you know what? This is a good transition. Johnny Manziel, Godspeed, brother. Hope you're good. Hope you can make it in. Uh, let's go over to the Red Sox quick. Red Sox spring training uh, technically opened up today. Pitchers, catchers were, were mandated to report today. Uh, first workout is tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Uh, and the big story, of course, because why wouldn't it be? Walks into camp, and boom, we got David Price news. Boom, 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 boom. David Price sits down with the media, has a little conversation with him, and we're going to lead it off with this with David Price. David Price says he does not plan on uh, on opting out of his seven-year deal after his third year. Uh, so that's that was his contract. Seven years, $217 million. He has a third-year opt-out clause. So after the third year, he could opt out. Now, for you uh, cotton-headed ninny-muggins who don't understand what an opt-out clause is, that means he can leave and become a free agent, but he has to elect to do that. But it can only be after the third year. So once he says, if he says no after the third year, that's it. He can't do it in the fourth, can't do it in the fifth. He's locked here for another seven years. And he was asked today, uh, Mr. Price, do you think that you'll be opting out after this season? You seem pretty on head. This is this is what I would. This is the context behind it. This is the un, unspoken. You seem pretty unhappy. Past two years have been really shitty for you. You've been hurt. Everybody <laughs> seems to hate you, and uh, you know the the players seem to like you, but the media hates you. The fans seem to hate you. Uh, are you going to be here after next year? And he responds with, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I will be here. I plan on being here. I don't know why I wouldn't be here." And he basically, uh, yeah, I'm going to be here with my dog Astro and I want to win and I have no plan on opting out. Go he, ba sucks. he basically said that he, he, he did say he has no plans on leaving here after this season. Love it. And yeah. And that was going to be my question. Do you hate it or do you like it? Absolutely love it. I love this. Are you kidding me? Because all I've been asking for is this dude to just show up and pitch. And when they signed him for seven years, I had no problem with it if we were getting the David Price that has been David Price for his whole career. And then all of a sudden we realized he was a soft stack of shit and couldn't get out of his own way on the mound. Well, we knew that when he was getting here, though. We knew he was a soft I guess stack that's, of shit. I guess that's true. But now at least you come up to him and go, okay, you're stepping in front of it. You look like you're in good health now. You, I mean, he had a decent year last year. People keep forgetting about that. Did pitch too poorly last year. People were already – Riding yeah, when, when he pitched. Okay, that's that's the bad thing. But he wasn't healthy. This year, he's, they say he's healthy. He's ready to go. He's quoting. People are directly asking him, are you leaving after this year? No, I don't plan on leaving. I don't want to leave. I signed here to win multiple championships, and that's still my goal. That was my favorite part of it. That was yeah. my favorite part of it. He, he said, said, he said directly, to win I'm multiple here to championships. Win. And we yeah. haven't done that yet. And I'm like, that means you're staying. You can't say that and then just leave after this year. And they have a legit shot. And I know everybody's kind of like shutting the team down and just like acting like they can't win because the Yankees. And I'll be honest, I was like that for a while. But I've kind of sat back and like now that the whole Giancarlo Stanton drama is simmered down, he's officially a Yankee. To me, he was never a He's just now a New York Yankee. Now that all that's kind of simmered down, you look at the two teams and other than the lack of power from the Red Sox, it's going to be a really good battle. Do I, The yep. Yankees, as of right now, have a leg up. But I think the Red Sox have a better bullpen. I think the Red Sox have a better starting rotation. Yep. And 
if the Red Sox get J.D. Martinez, I, they don't have the lineup still because, to be honest, the Yankees lineup is lethal it's from, stupidly from lethal. one to nine. One to nine. Brett well, Gardner it, scares the hell out of me. Didi Gregorius scares, scares the hell out of me. Sanchez, Judge, obviously Stanton. Um, I mean, who else? Who else is on that team that would scare the hell out of me? Everybody on the team scares like, the hell out like of me. Like, they're all good. Like, that's the problem is everyone in the – they're back to, like, the old Bronx Bomber states. Like, that's what they re, that's what they recouped here. And if the Red Sox get J.D. Martinez, I, they're right there because – this lineup vastly underapproved last, uh, under like underachieved, underachieved. Thank you. Last year, I don't expect Mookie Betts to be as bad as he was last year. It wasn't terrible. Um, I expect Christian Vasquez to figure it out. He started to end the last year behind the play. That's my boy oh, right my there. Boy, That's Vasquez. my boy. Love him. That's go. our guy that we agree on. Love Blake, Christian. Blake Swihart uh, supposedly is playing everywhere but catcher now, according to Cora today, and he's just having him take grounders. God knows where he'll probably he could play even second base. Second base uh, while Dustin's out because Dustin's well, not starting. Dustin's the out. No, he's not. So that's an option there. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Eduardo Nunez, but if you can bring him back somehow. But look, JD Martinez is going to be in a Red Sox uniform. I don't care if it's opening day and they don't sign until then. I don't care if it's tomorrow. He will be in a Red Sox uniform because who else wants him? The Diamondbacks are the only other team that are reportedly even in on it. And if you have a choice between Boston and Arizona, don't you go to Boston? Doesn't it just make too much sense? Yes. The short yes. Field, and it's they want you to come hit. They want you to come play. They're going to give you money. And clearly your agent under overvalued you. You did the same thing. That's fine. Take the money. Don't go to Arizona. If you're going you're gonna to be miserable in Arizona the whole time, come to Boston. He's going to come. I'm not worried at all. And if he doesn't, then you know what? Give me Bryce Harper. Then, then go up to Bryce Harper next year. But that's the thing, though. Like, J.D. Martinez, I, and this isn't really supposed to be a J.D. topic, but just real quick, J, J.D.'s talking like he's got other teams that are coming after him. It, the Red Sox gave you the most amount of years and the highest offer. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy into any of this bullshit that Scott Boris and the and the Diamondbacks owner, who are quote-unquote fond of each other, um, I'm not going to buy into read too much into that because there, those reports are coming out from John Heyman, Ken Rosenthal, and John Heyman will say anything that Scott Boris puts out. That's a fact. Oh yeah. I'm not going to buy into that because that's just saying, Hey, Hey Dave, look at this. We're meeting with Arizona. Come on, let's go up the bid. They're interested. <laughs> and you know, they're not what are, you think Arizona is going to give you more than what the Red Sox offered. And Jared no. Carabas said this, which I kind of, I'm, I'm with a little bit. The only thing that would scare me would be Arizona committing to three years, but for more money per season. Yep. That might be the only thing that scares me. But again, I don't think they'll do that because that'll basically wipe out all the money they have because they're a small market team. Yep. But back to David Price. Another reason I don't think David Price is going to leave is because no matter how well he pitches this year, I think MLB teams are starting to realize how much money they've been giving to everybody because you, I think, I think that's a big reason with why the free agent market's been so stale, because yep. they've been just handing out money, and now the contracts are becoming absurd. And we know Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are going to get stupid money, but who else, gonna give, who else is going to give? Who else exact? Who else is going to give David Price thirty-one million dollars a year? I think Nobody. the owners are like together on this one. Like I think I, they they had to have like a conference call or like a, a secret pact or like a handshake or a boys club or collusion something. against Scott Co- Boris. Collusion against Scott Boris. I I believe the theory. I believe the theory because no one likes Scott Boris. He's been taking these teams' monies for years 
And it's about time. And for a free agent class, that's not as good as people are making it out to be. No, it's not. This, if J.D. Martinez the, is the top yeah, of your free agent class, it's, it's not, not great, that great. And he's been the top the whole time. It's not like there's been a name above him. It hasn't wavered. I, I don't, yeah, it's been. And then you Darvish went. Like, good for him. That That's a good name. But, like, even then, it's not next year's. It's not Machado. It's not Harper. This is the year to do it. Be like, look, you're, you're overvaluing what you have. We want to help you. We want him. This is our number. And I'm glad to hear the Red Sox apparently aren't wavering from the five, a hundred-ish million dollars over the length of the five years. That's a good number for him. Even if you go to go to 110, I'm happy with that. But, like, just do not give him 125 and up. It's not worth it. I'm see, I'm fine with 125. I'm fine with 25 million a year because I think that's what's going to get it done. And again, according to Jared Carabas, he says that he's got somebody who's uh, boots on the ground with the Red Sox. And he says that the offer to uh, JD is closer to what uh, Buster only reported, which is $125 million over five years. I think it was Buster only. I might have just misrepresented that a little bit, but it sounds like $125 million is what the deal is. So. JD will JD's not really the conversation right now, but JD will be here in Boston. I'm pretty positive of that. Yeah. But going back to the contract situation though, I think you Darvish kind of settled it between or with 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 the Red Sox and David Price and with his contract because you Darvish is a year younger and he only got a, he only got 126 million over 6 years. That's only 21 million a year. Yeah. Nobody's going to touch year. 31 million a year. Nobody. No. I love the signing for the Cubs. I do. I, I really, I really do love that signing. Um, I think that makes the Cubs World Series contenders again. That makes them. That puts them right back, especially if they lose Arietta because they yeah. haven't. Which they sounds like they, it seems like they're going to at this point because they wouldn't like sign Darvish. It seems like they don't even care because they just got you Darvish. So like, wherever Arietta goes, maybe the Nationals. Who knows? But this free agent class isn't great. Couple of big name pitchers. But Red Sox are okay. Like the people have to remember, Red Sox don't have to do that much. They won 93 games last year. They won the division, and people are projecting the Yankees to win 92, 93 games this year. Red Sox did that last year with this roster. And you're, don't forget, you're getting Tyler Thornburg back this year. You're going to have, have a fully healthy Carson Smith. Smith. Fully healthy Carson Smith. Now you have seven, eight, nine figured out. And the best closer in baseball. Like it's, it's the best close, the best closer in the American League. It's that's that's indisputable. Craig Kimball is the best closer pretty in baseball. Close to the best, pretty close to the American League. Yeah. No, yeah, when he's on, he's unhittable. Yeah. And, man, I can't wait for Craig Kimbrell versus John Carlos Stanton in the ninth this year. Oh, man, it's going to be incredible. Uh, back to David Price, though. Again, one thing that kind of really, like, opened my eyes and won me back up. Man, I have just been climbing back over to these sides. I've been jumping the fence. Johnny Manziel first, now David Price. And, again, the, David Price, he's got to understand that we're rooting for him. Until he fucks up, we That's want, we want to them. To, we want them to win. Like, and he's a key to them winning the World Series. He's a yep. key. If he doesn't perform well, they don't win the World Series. They need him on. If if David Price and Chris Sale are both what we expect them to be, it's the best one-two punch in baseball, hands down. It's not even debatable. Not even debatable. Because then you look at those two, then you put Drew Pomeranz behind him, who clearly has figured it out now that he's healthy, and the Padres aren't lying about his health anymore. Then you have Rick Porcello, who even average Rick Porcello is better than most Every other starters. year, baby. This is his year. This is it. And then you have the fifth starter, whoever it may be. Eduardo Rodriguez. Who's Steve, hot. Steven Wright. Like, whoever that fifth starter may be. That's it. It's going to be Steven Wright in the beginning of the year because oh, Erod's yeah. still going to be out. But, I mean, yeah, the, the rotation is good. Guys, the Red Sox are going to be good. 
But this is what kind of revealed, like brought me back over to David Price's side. He talked about, I forget what the exact quote was because Boston Herald's website just crashed on me as I was trying to look it up. But he used the metaphor of like, as he doesn't like people who are drains around him. And he felt like he was a drain on the team last year. And he doesn't want to be that. He doesn't want to be that negative guy on the team. Yeah. He feels bad. And he, and again, he even said this too. He said that he wishes he handled things differently last year. He seems like he's changed and he seems like he's self-aware. And that's what that's, I feel like a lot of baseball players aren't like that because they're all stuck in their little rich worlds. Cause they all have so much money. Oh yeah. I mean, that's all pro athletes though. Yeah. But he's self-aware. He knows he fucked up last year. He gets it, which yeah. makes me very excited for him this year. So yeah. David Price, man, I hope you win the Cy Young this year. I really hope you win. The, I hope we win the World Series this year because there's a chance. Benintendi's coming back with some muscle. Devers is looking slim as fuck. Xander Bogart might play baseball, right? Maybe. Sam, Sam Bat Speed Travis is looking nice and hot in the in batting. The oh, in the cages, that was fantastic to see. Along with the other two first basemen, Mitch Moreland and Hanley Ramirez. Give me Can that. I, say, I actually really do love Mitch Moreland being back. I do too. I like it too. I love him. He's phenomenal, especially at Fenway. Doubles machine. Mitchie two bags for a reason. He said, I look forward to getting back and being that faucet, not being a drain. That's what his quote was for you that you want. So let's go. I love that. I love that about David Price. Yep. If I'm can, all in on David Price this year. I might actually year? go buy a Price jersey. I'm actually all in on him this year. Dude, I have one in my closet. Well, I have a, I have a Bogart jersey, so that's kind of where my money went. I have a Price and a Sale jersey. So... <laughs> I need to get myself an old school powder blue Ken Griffey Jr. jersey. That's what I'm. That's what's next on my list. Yeah. It, it also seems like he's just kind of avoiding all the negativity because when asked about whether or not he'll allow solo interviews this year, which he cut off last year, he said, "We can talk, but you're not going to come and overload me with negativity. It's not going to happen. That's not going to happen." So the guy is just the guy seems like he's ready to win baseball games and just keep a positive attitude, which he needs. He needs it. He can't if he has any negativity thrown at him. He's just gonna crumble again but it seems like he's doing his best and i think he has a good i think it seems like his relationship with core is already on to a strong start and i think people are going to realize how quick i mean quickly like how valuable alex core really is to this team all right let's go baby i'm so glad red sox season is back Woo! i want to get lou merloni on this podcast let's go everybody listening right now tweet at lou merloni tell him to get on this podcast i want lou on this podcast uh let's wrap up the show quick so paul pierce you didn't remind me in the weekly dump man I told you to remind me. You were done. I thought you were done with the Olympics. I thought that's where you were going back to. Because you're like, oh, I got to finish the Olympics. Blah. No, it wasn't it. No, no, Paul Pierce. Well, I didn't know Paul Pierce, list, so. Jersey retirement ceremony. Tug, uh, tug the heartstrings. Tug the heartstrings. Tug the heartstrings. I'm, I, a tear came down my eye during the trivia oh, video. Multiple tears. Yo, it had to. had to. Written by Sean Grandy. Narrated by Tommy by Heinsen. E. Tommy Heinsen. Come on. Like, I'm in. All in. Hey. It, I was downstairs blubbering like a baby at my girlfriend's house. Everybody else is upstairs. I'm just sitting there on the couch alone. I'm just sitting there on the couch alone, just <laughs> just crying. It sucked. How man. could you not? Like, we, we growing up, we envisioned it. We always talked about it. Paul Pierce is going to be in the rafter someday. We're going to see that day. And then you look up, and it's like the n- number 34 is no longer on a jersey. It's up in the rafters. And, and I want to talk about childhood. That. They retired our fucking childhood. Yeah, they did, because last time I cried during a sports moment was game the ending of Game 3, ALDS 2016, was when Poppy was crying at Fenway Park, lifting his head up in the air after the Red Sox got swept out of the playoffs. Oh, 
Stop it. Stop that, it. That, 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 that got me. Down. That I was crying. He was my favorite baseball player ever. He was my first. I can tell I can go on about how I made him my favorite baseball player when I was nine years old. First home run I ever saw live in person. It was incredible. Um, but I'm not even going to entertain the question. Should Paul Pierce's number be retired? Because that's a ridiculous question. Mike Felger is saying this on, on the sports hub. Absolutely. Like, yes, absolutely. It should be. He's a Boston icon. That's a fact. But I just want to ask, I want to get your opinion on this real quick. Kevin Garnett, that blank space. He was with the Celtics for six years. That number five, should that fill in the final square? on the Raptors next to Paul Pierce. Of course it should. And if you think it doesn't, then you're an idiot. Like it's perfect because they're friends. Then you must be an idiot. Cause it sounds like you don't want to say yes to that question. But like, look, it's, it's perfect. There was three of them. Ray Allen's a douchebag. He's out of the picture. Time out. Time out. Sorry. Oh, come on. Right now. I can tell you right now. The parlay is in baby. Let's go. Bruins and the over. (laughs) (laughs) dude i have i haven't lost man i've been i've been on fire this is unbelievable knock on wood this has been unbelievable man the bruins are getting me some money um anyway keep going i I pray we come on this show next week and you lost some money it's coming i probably will you're gonna hit that celtic wall it's coming I'm not betting on the Celtics anymore because they were losing me money. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, KG, it, it's going to happen. Like, they, I'm pretty sure they already, Wick already said it's going to happen. Probably end up being next year or the year after. But they, they came up the ranks together. They're friends. Those two were brothers by far. Ray's out of the picture. It's, there's two spots up there on that last banner. Pierce, there's one left. And how nice would number five in green look up there on that banner? And could you imagine the amount of Geno being played on the night they retired Kevin Garnett to the rafters? I'm all in. That, like, I told myself I would go to Paul Pierce's night, and it happened to be where I couldn't because I was coaching all weekend and I wasn't around. But, like, hell damn if I missed the Kevin Garnett retirement song, the amount of tears that will come down that guy's eyes when can he I tell- retired to the rafters. Can I tell you this, though? Like, and li- I, listen, Kevin Garnett was one of my favorite Celtics ever. He made that that championship team. He yeah, made he, it. Yeah, he did. But does that mean he gets retired? Yes, he's the he reason was, why they won that championship. He was here for six years. Doesn't matter. He's the reason why he won that championship. Okay, but if you want to like, not for him, that defense does not change the way it was. If it wasn't for him, Tony Allen doesn't buy into playing defense like that because he was younger then. He, he, Kevin Garnett got Rajon Rondo to play together as a team and not be super egotistical. He brought that team together. No, he was. He was incredible. Group. And I get that. I get that. He's the reason they and, won the championship. But I'm not going to. Why not? No. Because, I, it's, because he was there for six years. Yeah. And I get, I get six years isn't a long time. But for what they did in those six years, it's worth it. They brought a title to Boston. They won once. Yeah. It's better than none. If they didn't win, I'd give you the argument. But they won. They won. And on top of that, oh, you would give me the and on top of that, they had the chance to. He had the chance to leave. He did, and he stayed. That's what this is. Ray Allen leaving is why his number shouldn't go up. Isn't going up there either, because if he stayed and he fought through the rest of it, I'd say put twenty up there too. But at what point do you stop? Because there's the I get Celtics. That. Trust me. The Celtics retire rushing. a million numbers. They're going to be rolling. Garnett was here for like six years. Bibs. He won one championship. Yeah, I get that. Paul Pierce was here for how long and won one championship? 
Is yeah, because, right? because then Pierce isn't up there either. Pal. No, because because how long was he there? 14 years? Yeah, and won one championship. 12 years? Yes, but th- that's that's a longevity thing because you look at him and you think that's a Boston Celtic. You look at Kevin Garnett, you think that's a Minnesota that's a Boston Wolf Celtic. and a Celtic. No, that's a Boston Celtic. He's a Minnesota Timberwolf too. Different numbers. He's a I guarantee if you if you ask a Minnesota Timberwolf, you can't ask anybody else and be like and be like Paul Pierce. What is his team? Boston Celtics. Kevin you, Garnett. You go what to some. You go up to somebody. Go, Boston Kevin Garnett. What is your Celtics. team? Yeah, you're gonna say that. But what about the other people around the United States? Boston Celtics. And I think that plays a big part in it. But it's, I think that plays it's a big part in it. It's not the Hall of Fame. I'm not asking about the Hall of Fame here, which is he's obviously going in. That's yeah. The, but the, I think that should play in it though, because you're 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 forever cementing a guy as a Celtic. And because he is literally until the NBA is over. And look, I don't even know if the Timberwolves will retire his number at this point because of the relationship they have. You he should not. Ha- you should not have two reti- numbers in two retired places because that's that fits the argument right there. That's ridiculous. But they're different numbers. What about Tim Thomas? Should Tim Thomas get retired? He's the reason they won the cup in he eleven. Had one good season. He won the cup in eleven. I mean, I'd retire his number. Sure, why not? Like- <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Absolutely not. Why not? Just throw at everybody. No, look, I, I agree with you in the sense that the Celtics are retiring a lot of numbers. Like I told you, they're going to be wearing marathon bibs soon to play basketball because they're going to run out of double-digit numbers. But 34-5 and five feels right. Like, that's just what it is. Yeah, it feels and right. Does that mean it should be done? Yes. If it what about Kurt right, Schilling? Maybe. Kurt Schilling won twice and was here for a while. And resigned here. What about him? Throw him up there. Throw 38 up there. Okay. No, no, because you're just going to use that as your argument to say okay to everybody. I'm throwing it out there. No, it's a relationship stand. Look, the Red Sox don't retire everybody's number. The Celtics Kurt do. Kurt Schilling have- loves the Red Sox. Yeah, he okay. Them. He gloats about them all the time. He also loves Republicans. So, like, who cares? Like, so what? Look- <laughs> Republicans don't retire anything. No. Look at the difference, though. The Red Sox, how many numbers have the Red Sox retired? Not a lot. I don't even think they should have retired Wade Boggs' number, to be 100% honest. But, like, yeah, I wasn't about that one either. Granted, we didn't grow up watching him, so it's different. Because I remember I had a coworker at my last job said, "Why wouldn't you retire Wade Boggs' number? He was a stud." But he left for younger. the Yankees. But he left for the Yankees, so I wouldn't have done it in a heartbeat. But like, look, Red Sox have less numbers retired. They care more. But like, the Celtics have two freaking banners up there. Just put them both up there. No one's gonna wear five again here anyway. Like, just retire it. Yeah, well, I was going to say nobody's going to wear 24 again, but just kidding. David Price did it, which we should have we should have known there was going to be a problem the moment he threw on 24. Everybody was like, oh, that's that's Manny, though. It's like that's like 40. If you were 45 before we retired Pedro's number, that would have been a problem. Bad luck. Um, Okay, we're clearly on different subjects there real quick. Are you worried about the Celtics? No, because I'm not expecting them to win a championship this year. Okay. Do you think they're so, going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? Hell yeah. They're not going to get – I'm not worried about the Raptors. You kidding I, me? I'm worried about the Raptors. I'm not – and I don't think they're going to play the Raptors. They're going to be the one seed. They're not going to have to worry about the Raptors. The Celtics just got smoked. Yeah. Are, are they going to be the one seed? Are they, they going to be the one seed? Because the Raptors are coming in hot. They, and the Celtics nah, they are. are struggling. They got time. They are going to be the one seed. And they'll, they won't have to deal with Cleveland or the Raptors to the Conference Finals. They'll lose in the Conference Finals. They're not going to the Finals, people. Deal with it. Next year's their year. Next year's when they're really going to show them show us who they are. Right now, they're relying on Semi Ojale, Nader, and guys we've never heard of. 
God, I hate Nader. Oh, my like, God, I hate awful. Nader. It's ridiculous. Now, I think they need to go get, like, Bellinelli or someone in the buyout market. I still think they need to be players there. But I'm glad they didn't make a trade because why risk the future? Or why risk those young studs for someone to make patch the holes when Gordon Hayward's not even playing? If this was next year, down, do it. But I'm glad you didn't trade Marcus Smart, obviously, because people are starting to realize what his value is. You need him after this. You need, after these you losses. need him. You need him. His defense is what his value is. And I've been preaching this since he got drafted. People call me stupid, including Patrick Gilroy, W-E-E-I. Look, it is what it is. He's valuable to this team. They didn't trade him because they want him here long term or until he needs to get paid. Well, he's not going to be here next year. I think they figure it out. Unless he takes cheap money, he's not going to be here next year. But they figure it they, out. That Cleveland game was bad. They couldn't get yeah, it. They they see, looked like a bunch of little kids that. being no. shoved around. Do you understand? And Marcus that? Smart doesn't no. help. Marcus Smart doesn't win no. you that game. I don't say Marcus Smart wins you that game. He wins you some other games that you lost though since he's been out. But I think that Cavs game, I throw it out because LeBron is is so rejuvenated. That dude was playing like he was on cloud nine. And those players going coming from the Lakers. Are you kidding me? You're going from the Lakers and playing with Lonzo Ball to being with the best player on the planet. I think you're going to play really well in that opening game. Who came from the Lakers? Clarkson? Clarkson and... Um, Clarkson was walking down the hallway going, upgrade, uh, upgrade. Yeah. He was what upgrade. Of course. And, so why, and they played really well. Let's see how they sustain it. Let's see how they sustain it. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I'm a little worried. I think they need Marcus Smart back. Uh, I think the... I can't believe you just said that. I love that you're hearing. I love hearing you preach this guy. I I, lo- I I like Marcus Smart. I just can't stand when he shoots the ball when he doesn't need to shoot the ball. <laughs> that's, that's it. He, that's a, that's, he, that's a, he blows my mind when he does that. When he just takes random three-point shots he doesn't need to take. He'll come down like he'll come down on a fast break and pull up for a three-pointer like he's right out. Like that's... Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Stop. I mean, I mean you got to appreciate the guy's confidence. The guy's, he's always had balls. He's always had the balls. <laughs> he'll take anything. But he's a bulldog. <laughs> nobody plays defense like Marcus Smart in the NBA. Like, the James Harden fouls that he got, nobody else does that. Nope. Not nobody. at all. All right. Is that it? Anything else? No. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Okay. Give me, give, me, give me the baseball season. Let's go. Oh, man. I'm excited. And we're gonna we have, we got so many baseball guests too. We can have people oh, on all the time. Let me time. ask you this, quick hitter, because this is I've saw a couple articles about it. Are the Bruins gonna win? Could the Bruins win the cup this year? Yes, and we'll talk about that next week. We will talk Bruins next week. D- deadline's coming soon. There's some good moves in the pipeline there. Yeah, well, the only reason I didn't talk about the Bruins tonight is because Lauren's not here, and Lauren loves her some Bruins. All right, Couch Guy Sports Loose Change Podcast episode. I I hope it's 47 because I'm just gonna say 47. Loose Change Podcast episode number 47 of the books. Go follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Everything is Couch Guy Sports. On CLNS Media today. now too. Let's CLNSmedia.com, guys. Everything. Share us from CLNS Media. There are there are people. They help us out. Let's go. Couch Guy Sports Loose Change Podcast episode number 47 in the books. Close that book up. Bruins, thank you for winning me some more money tonight. Kiss to the clouds. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.